So if you've been following the podcast for a while, I'd say the last six months to a year, you've noticed that we've covered a lot of different pastors, a lot of different churches, and a lot of different really terrible situations that the IFB, the Independent Fundamental Baptist Movement, has tried to sweep under the rug. And we're uncovering those, we're bringing those to light. We have people that hit us up pretty consistently to let us know, hey, I have a story I want to share, I have something I want to say. Today's guest primarily wanted to come on to be another voice to back up victims that we have come across and whose stories we've shared uh, that have taken place here in Southern California. And so having this guest on, I'm, I'm thrilled to have this guest with us, but having this guest on is, I feel like, going to be a pivotal moment for the story, it's going to be a pivotal moment for the podcast as well, and actually, in my opinion, it's going to be a fairly pivotal moment for this guest, just because it's a great way, this podcast I have found personally, as some of my guests have attested as well, is a great way to kind of clear the air, it's therapeutic, and it allows us to present ourselves in an environment that while we find often the internet can be unforgiving, the group that we've fostered here at Not Your Mother's Podcast has been very, very supportive of the victims, of the survivors, of so many people that have stories to tell that want to share them. I'm not going to take a whole lot of time to intro this guest. This guest attended a Southern California Independent Fundamental Baptist Church where some pretty heinous things have taken place. Uh, they have some things to speak about in regards to that, in regards to the administration at that establishment. Also, no cursing whatsoever. I even uh, bleeped. I'm really excited for you to check out this episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast. Thank you so, so much for your continued support. Over the years, we're thrilled to have you along for the ride. Here we go. Everything's all right in my father's house. In my father's house. What? No. No. Everything's not all right in my father's house? No. Not all right. Welcome to this episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast, as I cut off the one and only Aaron Lanning. Um, So excited to have him with us. We got to do our toast with our Mormon cups. There we go. We're here for the cause. All right, so the most chaotic intro we've ever had. Aaron uh, came to me not too long ago, but it was a little while ago, and said, like, hey, I'm, there's some things that I've kind of been mulling over and brooding on and just, like, some things that I, things I want to talk to you about. Some things I want to bring up. Uh, I've noticed the podcast, and I feel like it's, you know, w- at least one way for me to express myself, right. and I want to come on and talk about it a little bit. And so I'm super grateful for you hitting me up for that. <laughs> Love the podcast. Thank you, dude. Thank you so much. And Aaron's been a big supporter, so i got to thank you for that. Also, Aaron, um, specifically compared to how I'm dressed, is definitely the best dressed guest. I'm coming from work. <laughs> I do not always drive around in a suit coat. The IFB stuck with him. He can't... Uh, I just took <laughs> off my tie. tie. What Sir, a rebel. You Take off your tie. beard and, and no tie. It was a man of God you tie. You might have <laughs> in high school. Her, her I love it. Faith is 30th anniversary. <laughs> Wait, that's a real thing? It didn't match, but that was weird. <laughs> it was a thing. Yeah, wow. there was like 20 of us, Pat Cook, you'll know, Caleb, and El Crew, Randy, we had a man of God ties. So you kind of, I don't know if you know uh, are familiar with, I know you know who Todd Baffert is, but like, Bell, I know this isn't to make fun of him, but they'll make fun of themselves for it. Um, um, I can't, Belleville, um, yeah. Metro Baptist Church, mm-hmm. those guys always had ginormous Bibles, that yeah. was their big thing. So you guys, is, you guys had matching we ties. We had matching ties. Pretty rad, dude. And it was kind of a joke, but it, looking back, it was... It was pretty serious, It was though. like, oh, you had... It was a joke, but you took it seriously. Dead serious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had the tie. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I remember wanting to buy ties uh, like Jack Hiles had. He had those... I don't know what you call them, but they have like a tapestry kind of look. Alan yeah. Domley still wears them. Yeah, pastel or... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways. Domley. Yeah. So, all, all, that, all that aside, um, Aaron had some things that he wanted to bring up, and... 
I want us to start off with a question that a lot of victims get a lot, and me and you in, in different ways have been victimized by the IFB, and we're not putting ourselves on a level playing field with many of the women that have come forward lately. We're not, we're not trying to do that at all, but I just, there are, when it comes to verbal, mental, emotional abuse, that, that creates victims as well. So if you don't believe in that, I get it. That's fine. I don't blame you. There's a lot of people on my timeline that don't believe in that. Right. I follow a lot of, uh, I'm trying to not curse and say, but like a lot of like military guys. We're going to try real hard not to curse. <laughs> we'll see hard. what happens. We'll see what happens. Real but hard. I follow a lot of people that just don't take any crap. And so they every little thing is like, oh, you're being a baby. But like, right. well, I understand the mentality, but there's, there's two sides to every story. Anyways, in regards to that, uh, me and Aaron had talked uh, a little bit uh, briefly recently about a question that a lot of victims get asked all the time, and they get asked, why now? Because rarely, especially in the stories that we're seeing lately, not just with the IFB, with the Catholic Church, like people are coming, stories and, 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 and accusations and things are coming to light years later, like 20, 30, 40 years later. And then, of course, the guilty people or the people that were accused and or the churches they're associated with are saying, well, why now? Like, why did you wait so long? So I know that's kind of a slightly different thread than the way we're going to go, but I do want to address that just briefly, and, and there is a reason why now. And I can tell you this, every victim that I've dealt with, every every woman, every man that you know we've, we've talked or told their story, none of them have said, like, man, I wanted to wait till now because I thought it was going to, you know, get me notoriety or, like, get me in the news or, like, anything to bring them personal gain. Why now is not why. Right. Like, it's not, we're not, we're not doing, we're not breaking your story now because it's going to make us look cool or we're going to get more likes or shares. No, we're breaking it now because we've been buried for so long and now we've been empowered by other people who have dealt with the same kind of issues. Sorry, I'm running away with your no, subject matter here. <laughs> Just go ahead. I'll be back. There's a door right there, too. Um, but anyways, Aaron, let me, let me talk to you or let you, you talk to us about your why now. So why... Yeah. Why now are you coming to us and saying, like, hey, I have something to say? Well, I don't think there's any method to the madness. You know, mm -hmm. everybody has their own life, their story, their problems. Sure. And when someone is ready, I mean, there's, there's no science to it. There's no yeah. research that shows. Now is the optimal time to show yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no reason. So for me, as far as feeling like a victim, I personally don't think I am okay. uh, any kind of victim or been victimized. I would probably beg to differ with you, but you ahead. might differ. <laughs> yes. But I will tell you, and that's just how I feel. Sure. Right? I, I, and and your feelings are valid. The, even the ladies that just came out from the church that we won't name, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So even that, I don't think they, I don't know, maybe they don't want to be called, but they're survivors, right? So sure. everybody's different in what they want to be called as. Um, and so I just talk about me and my life. I don't feel that way. I do feel like some of the things that have happened in my life I thought we're just one and done. Maybe um, Bruce, it was an isolated instance. Maybe Bruce had a bad day, or things yeah. I heard. Maybe he was just being um, mean, or just giving the benefit of the doubt. He's human, right? So for me, my why now was obviously this last year, mm -hmm. um, seeing everything unfold, and hoping in my heart that Bruce would come out and publicly say, not accepting responsibility, because. You know, that's not something I would put on anybody if you didn't do the actual crime. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but just that, who I thought he was, uh, you know, his life verse. The person you looked up to. Yeah, some having compassion, making a difference. That's his hold, life verse. Hold on. Isn't that your life verse? 
June 22. Yeah, 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 June 22. <laughs> and I've stuck with that all these years. Yeah. I still like it. I yeah. like the the principle and the concept. That's his life verse. So me and Bruce have the same life verse. Yeah, and well, some having compassion. I knew we were on a, a course for intersection, but not that one. So who knew? Oh my God! Right so here, but, you heard it here first. <laughs> yes, I heard it here first. <laughs> Shoot. So the the what you're getting on what I, what I like that you're kind of working into this is the reason you're coming forward now is not to say oh I want my piece of the pie. No, you're in, in my this is my interpretation is like you're seeing all these other things come to light and you're saying okay. What I saw was not an isolated instance or a bad day or just someone who's just going through a season in their life where it's just a difficult time so they're taking down on someone else. It's What you saw was a pattern. Yeah, patterns of negativity. And yeah. I just, when I saw how it wasn't handled correctly, sure. and, that, that, and that bothered me, don't get me yeah. wrong, but what really you know, let a fire under me, if I can use a Baptist word. Do it. Um, I just said seasons of life. That's the same thing. That is true. I think Jack Scott's you know, I think we say things and we think Baptists have a corner on that. And then we don't. No. The Baptists don't. So, what let so many of Jack Howe's stories, yeah. not just the Elvis one, because that's completely made up, but like so many of his stories and his sayings, like hurt people, hurt people, like all those things, yeah. like they're good, but they're not his. <laughs> not his. It's not his words. He can't put his name at the end of it. Sorry, go ahead. So, no, you're so for me, when I saw there is um, uh, the lack of silence bothered me. But sure. when I saw the hashtag, I'm not friends with Tammy Goddard on yeah. Facebook, but I did see her uh, profile was uh, public, and mm -hmm. I would see too blessed to be stressed right around when all these things started to come up, and that's kind of why we started everything's wow. all right yeah. in my father's <laughs> house because it's not you have these serious at that moment mm -hmm. you know a lot of the people inside faith thought it was allegations sure and those of us outside are like why would people make this up like this is true um so in that moment they're seeing serious allegations from their viewpoint and man and again you're 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 talking about two worlds here you're talking about the outside looking in yeah and the inside, inside looking, looking out, out trying to also protect the other yes inside. and if i'm the bachelor pastor's wife or just a member yeah. or it's my family member sure. that's going through this and I see too blessed to be stressed like no big that's, deal that's like, gonna be a like, problem screw for me you yeah that's gonna be a problem like we're me. gonna be okay you know I was pissed well because, because that to me what that what that because you I mean I've seen it especially on social media and not just on you know in relation to this instance or these right. people I've seen a lot of other people kind of try to put out a lot of positivity yeah. when they're going through a really tough time in their life yeah. but that's there's no That's empathy. Empathy. Yeah, we can't. I just can't find empathy for them in that that season that they're in. Like you're going through a tough time because you've been putting other people through a terrible time, much of your adult life, yeah. and now you want to express to me that you're too blessed to be stressed and you're gonna rise above this trial when it's all fabricated. You yeah. did it to yourself. Yeah. Well, something that you said a second ago. Um, sorry, did you have another point? No, okay. Something you said a second ago that I want to kind of hearken to, especially in regards to current events. Um, you had said, if, if at least um, Bruce, Tammy, someone on staff there had said like before okay, lawsuits, right before lawsuits, before or, they even, or even as right. the as the all broke and as you know, I don't know. I've heard a lot of because their claim now is because of the lawsuits they can't say can't anything. say anything. So right, if I, if we're playing that game, cool. What about before the lawsuits? Right. So yeah. Okay. Great point. So Why couldn't they just say, you know what, we are with these women we're with the victims we, we are hurt and broken yeah because bruce is very emotional right yes. and that's one way him and i connected well yeah um because i felt like i am more emotional for a guy i'm very but emotional. i fully expected a video like a whether it was a press response. or not just a face yeah. 
just saying, you know, man, this is horrible. Well, here's another thing that gets me is this guy, and he may not be doing it now, but up until at least a month ago, there's at least two or three blogs a month going up. Yeah. That are authored by him. Yeah, he's still blogging. Use those as a medium. Right. You don't even have to admit fault or guilt or say you're no. sorry. But maybe just stop being so Compassion. hard. That's your life verse, dude. <laughs> Make a difference. Change your life verse. And so I, I have to be careful yeah. how I approach the next thing because I do want to bring it up and I know we haven't got through your points yet. Yeah. We're going to, I promise. Yeah. yeah. But I have to bring this up and I have to say ahead of it that I'm still looking for follow through from this pastor we're about to reference. And I'm not trying to paint him in a good or bad light, more of an amoral light, as Jack Scott would say. Um, But I do like the idea behind what this pastor did. And I feel like if that idea was applied to the situation that we're talking about with Bruce, yes, then I feel like for you and for a lot of people, there'd be a lot more... Um, what's the closure? Yeah. There'd be a lot more like, okay, at least you're making an effort to take your head out of the sand as an ostrich pastor and like actually do something. Deal with the problem. You look at so many men who mm-hmm. posted on Facebook yeah. that have left. Yeah. One or two that I know of. Mm-hmm. Say, I've seen a few of those posts. You know, you just didn't deal with the problem. You did nothing. Yeah, you just let it go. So what I'm referencing is in a recent sermon, Bob Gray II uh talked about spiritual PTSD and I do like the imagery that's used there I do like a lot of the things that he said and a lot of the um, a lot of the ideas that are presented there again a few people have reached out to me yourself included about it like hey have you seen this and it's been shared a lot on Facebook and again I like the idea but you've got to show me some follow-through you've got it there's got to be feet put to it but uh, but to kind of isolate just the message itself I like it if you yeah. can isolate it and bring it over here to Bruce and say, hey, Bruce, this is what you should have said. Oh, we'll ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not going to happen, right. but I feel like if he had kind of taken a, a, a page from that playbook, it definitely would have helped the situation yeah. for a lot of people. And now the tough part would be putting the feet to it afterwards or before because right. that hasn't been done to my knowledge. No. So, Well, I just, you know, he as a pastor, he was supposed to cover his flock and take care of them. Exactly. And I feel like that's been the exact opposite. Yeah, and the more we connect with people who have left that I was close to, mm-hmm. who have left and now want to get in relationship again, Yeah. that's the theme. Uh, Jackie Heck. Good. Uh, I kind of just said, you know, this is Both really good for you. you, if this will help you. Yeah. And I don't think it will help or hurt, but I think I just want to be a it's voice behind these ladies I can tell you right yeah. now that it's gonna help you this is a what we're doing right now is a very therapeutic thing and it's doubly therapeutic because because this is the second time we've recorded yes this. this is the second time we've done this well, about a week ago yeah no a week ago almost a week ago a little over a week ago um, we sat down and recorded we're actually uh, Aaron so I have to thank you for something we're actually using Aaron's phone today I usually use my phone it was running out of storage and it acted like it was recording and they looked like they were there but we got to the end and and we're we were both like hour okay, and a half, I think more like two two more. hours. Yeah, and we only recorded ten minutes. Yeah, we got to the end and and I was like, okay, okay man, uh, come over tomorrow. We're gonna edit it. We're gonna pump this thing out. We're gonna be done. And then I'm like, well, hang on. <laughs> so uh, my apologies, but also I'm grateful for you letting us use your phone today yes. to record this. So on on that note, though, yeah. I did want to go back to it's it this what we're doing is very therapeutic for you, but it also just like when we talked about why now. It also speaks to other people that are right. saying like that that are maybe in the shadows or that are like kind of halfway there on telling their story. This gives them that extra oomph to say, 
okay, well, it's not just, we know now, we all know now, it's not an isolated instance in dealing right. with this person, this this uh, administration, but now people are seeing how widespread it is. Right. And for the most part, the, the people that are coming forward to tell their stories are women, and understandably so, because they've been wronged, um, the majority of the time it's a woman that's been wronged, abused, whatever it, the case may be. And not trying to belittle it, that's just what it is. Right. So for a man to come forward and say, again, I know you're not coming forward and saying I'm a victim or abuse or anything like that, but for you to come forward and say I have a story to tell about these same people, that brings a lot of power. Yeah, there's, so there's I'm a different for that. There's a different angle for sure from me and my experience. Sure. But yeah, and one adult lady now told me she didn't want to come out with her story mm -hmm. because she's a woman, and it wouldn't give yeah. validity to her story. And I said. You know, that may be true if you're within the IFB, but yeah. there's hundreds of thousands right. of people who would be behind you're, you. And I'll say this right now, and, and we'll get back into, I know we're straying from your path quite ridiculously now, but um, I, you're a person, you're a human, you, you matter, you have worth, you have value. And especially if you're coming out of a cult or the Independent Fundamental Baptist cult, you know... Maybe you don't know, or maybe you haven't recognized yet, but you've been taught to devalue yourself since you've entered that right. system. So it's understandable if you say, look, my story doesn't matter, or my story's too small, or people will just, you know. And by the way, me and Aaron have had this talk already, like, there's always blowback. There's always someone, or a few someones, or a whole lot of someones that you're going to get mentioned as a ser I can't I'll not imagine how many sermon illustrations I've been used in, and I'm fine with that. It wouldn't matter if I was or not. I'm in good company. <laughs> yes, I am. I am, but you've got to understand that if if the reason you're not coming forward is for anything personally where you feel like you don't measure up on for any sort of reason, it's just not true. It's a lie that you've been fed, and, and you begin feeding it to yourself. Right. I got my notes right over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, so by the way, this guy's super high so tech. I'm be looking um, like this. I usually write stuff down and just have it jotted down on a Sharpie marker, but this guy brought his computer. Ball He's got his, his, uh, his Bluetooth mouse over here, like... Guy is killing it. So, and he showed up in a. You suit. know, when I uh, I'm gonna go get you a tie out of the other room to put on. You have a tie, dude. I have tons of ties. Yeah, I have some ties too. Um, we should do a tie. Room. When they used to preach, I was telling you on the way here. When yeah. I used to preach in high school or college, mm -hmm. I would have to like write out ninety percent of my sermons. I feel you. You know, Same. just because I I never had the gift to three by five card it. You know, <laughs> boom, talk for twenty I think minutes. The worst time that like I was never good at it, but then. Working, you know, going to House Anderson and then working in the ministry for a little while, it helped. Yeah. But I'll never forget the Sunday morning. And the pastor of the church where I was working, I'll never forget this. That, that pastor called me one morning and uh, not called me. I think he texted me and was like, man, I cannot get out of bed. Like, I am so sick. And I was like, uh, it's Sunday morning. And I well, was sorry, like, bro. No. Rentapastor.com. <laughs> exactly. Not me. I was dead. I was scared to death. Because I taught the teenagers. The teenagers don't care. Right. They're not listening to you. Right. You can get up there and... Just hum off Bruno Mars lyrics, which I did a time or two, and they just, well, whatever, I don't care. And so they, so he's like, I need you to preach Sunday morning. I was like, oh, no, you're killing me. And so I preached maybe 15 minutes, maybe. Oh, most, and then yeah. Sunday morning. They loved service. you. Oh, no, they didn't. No. I had, bro, we were deep in the woods in Michigan. I had a lady, Tracy Albert. Is it Albert Alberts? I don't know. She came up to me after and was like, good job, blah, 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 but, like, don't be afraid to go longer. That's exactly what I'm afraid to do. Like, I'm not going to go longer. Are you kidding me? Like, what? You're welcome. Go to Ponderosa. <laughs> Get out of here. Go. <laughs> All right, sorry. Way off track. So we're going to talk about history a little bit, and then, like, kind of, I think we'll probably get into some of the patterns that you've seen and, yeah. and what 
just t tell me about some of your experiences or what some of the things that you saw that now you're like, okay, now we need to talk about this because a bunch of other people are bringing forward similar information. Yeah, so I mean, for me, owning my history was a big journey, yes. right? It's, it's a huge transition mm -hmm. from what happened, what I did, um, what I did not do, yep. separating the two. Yeah. This is my responsibility and this is not. And so for yeah. me, I try to take responsibility for both. And I tried to cover um, Bruce's youngest daughter yeah. in some sensitive details. Sure. And that was a transition for me because yeah. once, I, once we realized it wasn't going to work out, it, there was bitterness. Luckily for me, like six months after that, there was therapy. Thank so so that, let me just back up a little yeah. bit because I think we skipped something we that did. some people don't know. So you actually, so I'll try to make this fun. Yes. You actually almost married into what I would call the patriarchy. Yes. There. You were almost a part of that, literally a part of that thing. I almost became Aaron Goddard. Goddard. <laughs> you missed the boat. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but at any rate, you were dating Bruce's youngest daughter. Yeah, and you know, my family told me um, multiple times when I was, after all this is said and done, mm -hmm. now they felt like... Um, I wasn't going to become in that family. They had their son back. Wow. What is not a negative thing for them for that or the, or the yeah. Goddards. Mm -hmm. That's how I handled the situation. Could you, you weren't given, bro, you just weren't, you weren't given the tools. Correct. Right. That, and that's weren't. part of the cult is I was, you know, I'd come home for the holidays. I was at their house. Mm -hmm. We'd go out to eat, go to San Diego. Right. It was them. And then at one time, my brother, John, the youngest uh, brother, he said, can I just like spend a Have day or two with my brother? Yeah. It was like a Christmas break. And out of 14 days, I saw him, like the last two, because he made me feel <sighs> guilty. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I didn't spend any time with yeah. you. So that's Tough. kind of what I was doing. Um, but yeah, so as far as my history goes, yeah. Um, the main thing that I took away was people won't always like remember what you say, but they always remember how you make them feel. That's true. Right? Yeah. So Very true. I remember we're going to back up a little bit here later. Yeah. We're going to go through the negative timeline. Sure. But in my story, yeah, I was engaged. Um, oh, engaged. That's right. Not yeah. just, not just dating engaged. Yeah. 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 So we were engaged and then I had made several mistakes up until that point in our relationship and it became so unhealthy and, and so many bad habits, public and private, where I made a very bad decision. Yeah. Um, right. And so there was the breakup and Bruce flew out the next day. Tammy flew out and he it was put, a family affair. Yes. Wow. He put his arm around me and said, no matter who this, you know, no matter who this was, I would have been out here the same. So like, no. if, if you're not with my daughter or with you, another, I would be here. You're one of my boys. So if you would be engaged, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But it also doesn't like, like if I was engaged to, Samantha from North Carolina. Right, right. He would still have flown he out there for the breakup. Flown out. Yeah, no. Because I was one of his boys. No, no. That's so, a that's mm, yeah. That's yeah, a cover up for the real reason why he's there. So and let's be real. Yeah. If my if if, if 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 Chloe got some guy broke up with her, I probably would get on a plane right, too. Right. But again, we're talking about it in context where he's trying to make it sound like it's something that it is in fact not. Yeah. Yeah. So the breakup, you know, I couldn't. He was so controlling. I couldn't see her. I couldn't talk to her. We're twenty three year old, twenty four. That's another huge problem with yeah. that whole movement is right. the the. My opinion, and I we will stay this way, is that the the lack of normal um, 
it doesn't even have to be sexual, just normal uh, interaction you have with the opposite yeah. gender. The lack of normalcy in that equation. Just adult to adult. Yeah, it just yeah. Ca- it makes so much space for not just unhealthy habits, but things that will cripple you when it comes to dating and relationships <clears throat> way on into your right. life. Right. It, I'm not saying it does that for everyone or did that for anyone. It has the ability to do that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, so he wouldn't... Um, so now you guys had no contact. Yeah, he that first day... Day or two or whatever, yeah. I don't remember. He w- zero kind of so Jack Scott was the pastor at the uh-huh. time of Hammond and, and the Indiana. chancellor of the Bible College, and he was our counselor, right? Yeah. Oh, and he was your counselor. Yes. He was Ooh. Counselor. Okay, so, we have to have a whole other episode for that. Yes. <laughs> well, we only met with him twice. Still, whole so, episode. <laughs> I don't even remember what he said. We'll make something up. He will. He will. So. He was so Jack Shop was your counselor. Yeah. Bruce Goddard so, is now here. He's separating the two of you. Yeah, so Bruce is now out in Indiana. Yeah. Right? And so our pastor is supposed to be what? Jack Scott, right? That's yeah. what they teach us. Yeah. So yeah, you tied to that church, that's your pastor. So Scott and I are on the phone like six, seven times in one day because I, I don't what? know what to do. Like I'm just devastated. I'm yeah, bored. I'm sure. Made a big mistake. And, and you were on staff at the time, if I'm allowed yeah. to say or Yeah, I was on staff with Hiles. Yeah. 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 I was recruiting. And he said well, once you say it, when you talk to her. And I was like, I haven't talked to her yet. He won't let me. He was pissed. He was like, hold up. Bruce won't let yeah. you talk to her? He's like, Are, were you marrying Bruce or her? Brother Scott, I was going to marry her. I was like, well, then you need to talk to her. Here, uh, Fred Singleton, he was the um, the principal of the elementary. Okay, yeah. It Maybe for like a year or two, I don't know. Okay. But Fred Singleton orchestrated an empty room inside the elementary school where we met because we couldn't meet any other way. It's okay, just, so for once ever on this podcast, and it may not happen again, props to Jack Scott for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he called up Fred Singleton and said, these, you know, these guys need to meet and talk. And then later that day, Bruce yeah. said, all right, I'm going to let you talk to her. But he had no knowledge of your He had no knowledge. We already met. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Bruce, sure. <laughs> so he's from the very beginning, he's trying to manipulate and control yeah, because situation. he wants a certain outcome. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Of course. And so it's about I, his image. I first met it's with him by himself, and that was brutal. Oh man. He laid into me a little bit. As, little Bruce. You know, whatever. A hurt father, or whatever. Sure. But you know, he, he said some things that he later referenced in a sermon this last year about the prince charming or whatever. And oh, anyways, I've been to sermon illustration a couple times, so I've been told. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened. So after this, it'll happen again. <laughs> you know, as soon as we broke up, um, I didn't realize this until years later because I went dark. Mm-hmm. I went no social media for like yeah, two to three that's years. Wise. I was just off trying sure. to figure out me what I wanted to do uh, with my life. So I was later told he used me as a sermon illustration like three months later. Nice. Like that's my daughter fresh. will not go with someone who has this problem. I was like, dude, your daughter was my problem. <laughs> like, okay, so now we have a new. We, this is the first. We always do. I was trying to do this a few times. This will be the title of <laughs> Your Daughter Was My Problem. Is this episode You know, of part of it, yes. <laughs> No, no, that's the title of this yeah, episode. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so we'll I was like, he, don't even, he didn't even know the whole truth. Sure, um, sure. So whatever. And he didn't want to. Yeah. He just knew the surface level, and that was enough for he him to say. He found enough to be the problem, and he ran with it. Right, exactly. And, and my, my opinion, my take, because I, I have to talk, that's my problem, I know. But my opinion on this is that this is a surface, he sees the surface level, says, I've assessed the situation, you are too much... You are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's not you're, a li- you're a liability to my image. And right. so that, whoosh, we're done. Everything's right. done. Like that's all, that's, I mean, yeah. and that's, that's, 
That's what you get when you have a person that runs, I would call a mini mega church, and has a ridiculous image to maintain. Not physically in the way they look or dress, although that is part of it, but but just morality, air quotes. Yeah. You know, they feel like any little thing that could disturb it's it's not and I know this I, I've made this comparison before and it's a poor one, but it still holds water, I think. It's not unlike organized crime in that there's just there's people under you that there's certain things they can't be doing. If they're doing those things like they're done. They're not a part of your organization anymore. Mafia. Yeah, mafia. Also, Delta Airlines, I think, does the same thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> same. Where were we? Oh man, we rabbit trailed. So, um, the the breakup happened. This is yeah. your history. The breakup happened. Right. You were um, Jack Scott organized a meeting for you with yes. your former fiance. Okay. So then Bruce and I met. Yep. Before, yeah. right? And he kind of laid into me, said, sure. "You know, blah blah. This has happened." You know, tell me what was going on. Right. And I told him a little bit of the truth. Sure. And that's the best way to get out of a yeah. lot is to give him enough truth to believe, and he did. Yeah. Um, then they'll run with it. You don't got to deal with the rest of the fallout. Right. Yeah. And at that moment, I thought I was protecting him, his family. Sure. Because if anybody found out the whole truth, right. his image would be Everything's going to fall apart. So not that, even, That's not even close to the case. So I thought I took one for the team sure. for the cause of Christ. That's kind of what I felt like then. There you go. Like so it. now he says, I'm gonna let you talk to her, you know, and then we meet, whatever. Yeah. And then a couple months later, we're like, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Or she didn't want to even. It's not gonna work out. She didn't want it to work out, which is fine. Right. So That's what I realized is through that whole process, the, the best thing, and we'll come back to it, mm -hmm. is that storm that I kind of created. Sure. You know, partially, but not his mean words. Right. But the storm, I, right. the storm I created. The fallout wasn't. That right. has made me. Sure. So. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a lot of people, IFB or entrepreneurs or anything like yeah. that's a lot of us what we've come to realize because I've been, I'm not saying I'm on top of the world right now, but I'm doing better than I have been right. at other times in my life. And I feel like, man, like when I look, it, it gives you perspective in a big way because that next problem that comes up, you're like, I dealt with this other thing. Like this problem is cake. You know? And I would never be here if I would have saw Bruce. I would have never bring to light some of the things about his family that he doesn't know. Yeah. If he would have showed that sympathy. Sure, sure. And there's just, there are, I don't think it's a vast majority of people. I don't even think it's a lot of people, but oh. there are people on the planet that have no empathy. It just doesn't exist. It's like a bone grinding against a bone in a socket. Like they're just, that cartilage that needs to be there, it's not there. The empathy just doesn't exist right. for them. So the another uh, com comparison that oh. we'll make here. Is so I basically, you know, what happened is done. Yes, I dealt with it. There yep. was bitterness, let it go. Mm -hmm. We moved on. Yeah, and then you fast forward to the uh, current situation with right. some of the families that have had their daughters hurt, right? When they were minors, mm -hmm. okay, violated when they yeah. were minors. And I saw Bruce bringing to one of the families, is I'm your pastor, let me deal with this. Why is your daughter doing this? I would hope you'd trust me. I think the exact thing he said yeah. is. I hope you trust me with this situation since I've been a pastor for 30 years. But that's, that, that to me, that's just, that is pure and simple right. a guilt trip. Like, that's all that is. And he, when Jack Scott was trying to work with right. us, he literally said to me, the first time we, Bruce and I met, he yeah. said, well, you tell Jack Scott, Bruce Goddard wants to talk to him. In the most condescending, mean yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, can I get a call with the man? Right, right. And... Here with wow. the ex, he's trying to get them, uh, that family, he was trying to get them to trust him. Right. Here, he, with his daughter, 
their their daughter, these ladies, sure. this was a violation and they were victims. Mm-hmm. His daughter was not violated, right. was not a victim. Everything was consensual. Yep. And he didn't want to trust Jeff Scott. The man of God. The pastor. Yeah. At that time. But he wants them to trust him, the pastor. And I so that's a good I saw that and I thought, dude, yeah. how how more arrogant could you be? You can't. So it's <laughs> it doesn't get more arrogant than that. Yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent. And you know, looking at the situation, looking at and, and and so we've talked about on the podcast before and we're not gonna throw out a bunch of names, but like I've talked about Victor Montero, I've talked about what happened. You you know, we're, we're, the story we're talking about is big, and if you're looking for it, you'll find it. In a Southern California church, a youth pastor that had done some just awful, horrendous things to the teenagers in his youth group. Um, so that's the situation that, that you're kind of bringing us into now, we're talking about right. now, is like you're looking at a, not a benign situation, what happened with you and with his daughter, not a, not a situation that just should be blown off. You know, it's, there's something concrete that happened. There was a, a, an instance of something that, you know, Hey, this is wrong. You know, we got to deal with it. That kind of thing, and he's expecting, he's expecting the kind of results from someone here in this situation when it's not even remotely close. Yeah. He's expect. Hey, I want you to put your full trust in me because I'm the man. Now, because I'm the man of God, but also I've violated your trust. I have taken your word and just trounced it. I have literally, almost literally, stuck my head in the sand when this stuff all rose up, and now I'm coming to you to say, hey, look, I'm going to handle it when I'm not doing anything to handle it at all. Right? right? Yeah. So again, I just so my couldn't my, trust the man of God. Wanted them to trust the man of God. Exactly. There you go. He can. He couldn't do it himself. Yeah. But he expects. Now it he did back away once he saw things were going his way. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yeah, but back that completely. But again, that's that negates your that negates his yeah. backing away right. doing any good. Right. It's still the same back. You know, he told me to, and we'll address it maybe later, but it was, uh, we broke up um, November, end of November 2011. So four weeks later, I'm out here for Christmas. We're in the car together, and he says, I knew you guys weren't going to work out. What are you doing in the car with him, bro? (laughs) Dude, I'm still trying to (laughs) sit in the and everything. I'm trying to make this work. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There's a three month You're looking for a reconciliation at this point. Okay, I understand. And he was still my pastor. Right, right. I'm out here, and Mm -hmm. he either he reached out to me or vice versa. He probably wouldn't think you're jacking the box like he did to me. Yeah, I got you. So, yeah. (laughs) So, we talk about, talk about what's his go to. Oh, really? Well, then I wasn't that special because we got Jack in the box. (laughs) I wasn't one of his boys. He likes you. He thinks you talk about. But, uh. This is breaking my heart. Here. Um, can you hold that thought? Because yeah. there's something else I want to say really yeah. quick. So one thing that really gets me about about this person that we're talking about is when I went to Holland Anderson College, I actually had a class. I don't recall who taught it, but I had a class, and it, it was either something about smarting, smarting, starting a small church or um, uh, walking with God, something like that. But Bruce's book was used as a curriculum. And man, when he would come to speak, the intro he would get would be glowing. Yeah. Like as far as... The guy started out in a tent, started and he's just yeah started with nothing, and he's built an amazing work. And and if and you're from Waldemar, raise your hand. <laughs> and then 40, yeah. 50, yeah, 60 exactly. hands. Later. Yeah, about the same as the HB enrollment yeah. at, at at one yeah. point in time was. These kids are from California, right? Exactly. Yeah. Not down the street. Not yeah. off campus students. Yeah. So, looking at this through the lens of being in college and heralding him as this great leader, and now looking at it through the lens of reality are two different things. Where I understand. This church growth and all this stuff, not unlike pastors that I've dealt with 
like Randy Tool and um, other pastors that I've dealt with that my family has worked for that have just been manipulative and angry and just you lead by fear. And that's, I'm not saying, I haven't personally experienced that from him, although I've personally experienced manipulation from him. Leading by fear is really a big, um, a big part of the IFB and the success. You see these guys that are at the top. I'm not here to say every single guy that's at the top in the IFB led and got his way there through fear and manipulation, but if he didn't employ it, I'd be extreme. I'd be extremely yeah. surprised. Right. And that's what I'm seeing through the lens of reality. And I was like, no, this guy isn't this great person who's dedicated to the Lord and bettering people's lives and bu helping build people up. He's tearing people down and taking their money so that he can have a nicer house, a nicer car, nicer things, last week, a nicer life. Yeah, last week. More Taco Bell. Dude, <laughs> I won't take anybody's story, but yeah. I was told someone knew about how much he makes Woo! per year and I think I told you. <laughs> oh yes you did. Yeah yeah yeah. And if their guess is right, yeah. He's a very he's well paid right. CEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's who the manipulated yeah. to get there. Yeah, yeah. So anyways It's um, not a bunch of people saying, man, we want to give this to you no. because no, uh -uh. No, he yeah. he he's good at what he does. Yep. Um all right, so back on track. Oh, we before we do that, yes, so I reached out and I didn't reach out. Someone yeah. called me Last week, Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever, mm -hmm. who I thought was still an active member of faith, right? Someone okay. I went to high school with. Yeah. He calls me, and we just connected very well. We talked oh. for an hour, and wow. he's been out of faith for three years. Really? So I was like, dude, I had no idea. Yeah. But um, I'm not going to use his name, but he just sure. said when he left, you know, he was told by Bruce that I can't have a relationship with people that aren't in my church. So like, he left, well, hang on, but yeah. we both live here in Southern California, yeah. so he left and moved away. Yeah, he's gone. No, but did he move to like Washington? He's or out of state. Okay, so he did move far. He's out of state, but he just wants you to know, I don't have a relationship with And people's. this man was involved, this person was involved in that church for Heavily. a number of years, right? Yeah, heavily. Heavily. And, and now the pastor who wanted you to give him all your money, and you did, the pastor who, let's say, I don't know who this is, let's say the pastor wanted you to work on a bus route, whatever the pastor yeah. wanted, you were there for it to the best yeah. of your ability. You need to take off work to be there on Wednesday, you did it. To help this pastor with his work. I mean, he has relationships with, you know, now. It's um, right. who's a Napa pastor. Um, oh, man, I don't know. Uh, Trever? Trever, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. He's not in his church. Right. He's not relationship with him. Right. But he's a pastor. Right. So, okay, so you just told me. Even Trever's doing it better than you. If, yeah. If <laughs> I somebody, don't like Trever, I can tell you right no, now. <laughs> I know, you know. So if somebody's important, right, Yeah. for the cause of Christ. Right, exactly. You'll definitely have a relationship yeah. with them. Or if they're going to hire you to speak at their college. If it's going to benefit you fiscally, then yeah. do it. Otherwise, you were just a peon in my church that helped me make a lot of money right. and build this work of the work for God. But now that you're leaving, man, I don't want anything to do with you. Did you're you trash. See, you you get discarded quickly. Yeah, did you see Jackie Hex post? I haven't seen all okay. of them. So she posted a screenshot of an email from some member who okay. left. Okay. And the, the member said, you know, I was here holding tent poles in the rain. Now that we don't know who the member is, sure. she covered that. Yeah, the member said I was here 30 years ago holding tent poles in the rain, and I have watched you drive member by member by member away. I was here before oh most God. of your current staff was even out of the nursery. Whoa! <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, because most wow. of the staff was yeah. kid, yeah. kids mm -hmm. there. It's it's either that's his family just, or their smart kids. Way to do it. So they just that member just said I was here before. Your staff were even babies, you yeah. know. And then what's the resolution? Because you haven't and that person problems. ended up leaving. Hopefully, okay. But hopefully. what they're saying is they're they're saying like, I'm an integral part of this church. But said, I've I, seen I people I was friends doing. with for 20, 25 yeah. years, and you push them away, and that's uh, not fair to me. Yeah. I'm losing my friends. Yeah. So uh, powerful yeah, stuff. That, that is check powerful. it out. Yeah. But yeah, back yes. on topic. Yes, yes, yes. 
So, um, so you had talked about you know the breakup and all that when you had a timeline. Yeah. Did we get through that timeline yet? Or we, we kind of did. Okay, you know, okay. I'll tell someone. I just don't want to skip anything that you want no, to say. I'll tell anybody going through like a horrible day. Sure. Um, you need to have a good community, mm-hmm. a good healthy community. And that, in my opinion, that community doesn't need to be 50, 60 people. It could be two people. It could be two, three, four people. Yeah. In my case, it was about seven or eight. Yeah. And it was a weekly meeting that we saw with yeah. my therapist. Yep. Um, in the beginning, so it, was, group it was with Dave Douglas in the beginning. Maybe I just wasn't good at doing what he said. Well, but it, uh, it, it wasn't oh beneficial gosh. for me. No, it couldn't um, have been. It couldn't and maybe it was just me. Maybe I wasn't working it, Brother Dave. You know, That's not what it was. <laughs> Let me just tell you right so, now. <laughs> but I remember him saying, you know, the first uh, couple, he said the first couple of days is going to be like hard. So he's prepping you for group therapy. He's prepping me for like the realization that my life is about to change. Right, right. And it's not going to be what I thought it was mm-hmm. yesterday. And so, you know, I was like, after a couple of years, I realized, nah, the first couple of days weren't hard. So that's all I said was just the first couple of days are going to be hard, then you're going to transition, everything's going to be hunky-dory kind of thing. Well, no, or not at really. at least getting better. I just remember thinking that first year was hard. It it's wasn't a just time. a day. Yeah. It was a year. Yeah. And then two years. And then finally, things started to change where I felt like I got my life back. Yeah. I'm independent. But I got some good principles. Yeah. Not from Dave, from group therapy. Right. Um, from court order therapy. So yeah. it was good, man. Um, I enjoyed it. But yeah. Good. So what you're saying, though, is having having a community, whatever yeah. you're going through, especially if you're going through kind of a, a tough time, and a rough patch, having a community, no matter the size, is going to be very helpful. It's hard to have that if you're still inside the... And you may think you have one, but all they're doing is manipulating you to get you to stay in the church, to get more involved. That's what I tend to hear and would give us counsel myself when I was a youth pastor was like, if you're having trouble, like whatever it is, whatever sin problem you're dealing with or financial issue, you just need to be more involved in the church. Yeah, just read your Bible more. You're good. Mm -hmm. Exactly. No. And a lot of times it's, it's, uh, it's uncanny to say the least how many times people... I've had friends and family members do the same thing as well. Go to a pastor and say, look, I'm having this sin problem. Whether it was an actually a sin or not, what you know, alcoholism, you know, whatever it was, going to a pastor and saying, I have this sin problem, not a financial problem, not a, uh, uh, um, you know, not a problem with my family, just a sin problem, what we would call a sin problem. How often the pastor's recommendation was, you need to up your tithe. You need to work on your budget. You need to pray you more. Figure, you pray more. But so Get often, in a ministry. Yes. Read your Bible. Often, though, it went back to finances. Yeah. So many times, these problems that we would bring, they would say, well, you just need to have a, balance your budget better. And you'd be fine. Like, what? I came to you because, you know, <laughs> you me know. and my wife are having a bad sex life right. because of what I'm looking at on the computer. Right. And I'm trying to be vague because we want this podcast to go far. Right. But, like... When you go to someone with that kind of a problem, that's a leader, and yeah. you say, this is my problem, they say, well, you need to work on your budget. Like, you no, man, <laughs> like, yeah, that's you not... Can't, you can't bring your real problems in life mm-hmm. in that movement. Real world problems don't work. You can't. Yeah. You absolutely can't because yeah. you get either labeled, you get degraded, mm-hmm. or you get marked, and yeah. whenever you get asked, you know, the pastor gets that, you're, you're going to be labeled differently than somebody yeah. else who may have the same problem, yep. but they just kept their mouth shut. Yep. And they preach. They preach at you specifically yeah. for you, like like you got made a sermon illustration out of. Like they will, pastors will from the will take counseling sessions. Which if you're an actual licensed therapist, 
you know good and well like that stuff doesn't go right. anywhere unless you're re reported, you're mandated, and you have to report to the authorities. Right. Other than that, you're not standing up at a convention saying, I had this person say that, like, no, no, no. But no. pastors will get up, and they'll see someone in the audience. I've had it happen to me. They'll see someone in the audience that they counseled, and they'll bring up the exact instance without their names and basically call them out from the pulpit in front of everyone. Yeah. Not that many people know, but you, the person that There's was being wrong, There's going to be one or two know. people that know. Yeah, and you know. That's the most yeah. important thing. Anyways, yeah. it's a whole other subject. It is. <laughs> it really is. So therapy. So therapy. Yeah. I so talk, can you talk to us a little bit, you know, talk to us uh, through, talk us through kind of what that was like, how did it benefit you, or some things that it taught you that you feel like you'd want to share with others that can benefit I'd say it's well. probably one of the most scariest things I ever did. I really? <laughs> I, walk, I walked into this room with seven or eight other guys, and most of them twice my size, yeah. <laughs> with tattoos sleeves all over, yeah. and I have nothing against tattoos, sure. but right straight from the IFB into that, right. I thought these guys were going to kill me. This was a frying pan to the fire situation. They are going to eat me alive. <laughs> and it turned out to be some great friends that I met. Good. It turned out to be some really good people that I could call to this day. I talked to that's one awesome. of them two or three weeks ago. Nice. That's awesome, and I just dude. just reconnected because yeah. I said, dude, why aren't we friends on Facebook? Yeah. So it was a whole uh, mindset from judging. You know, because mm -hmm. I still, even though I was not in the IFB anymore, I go into this group, I'm immediately judging. Yes. Yeah. Right, can't talk to him. Can't talk to him. Maybe talk to him. Yeah. Might be my friend. He's going to chew my head off. <laughs> so I'm like, analyze it right away. Yeah. And when I got in that room, I kid you not, I was hyped. I've never done this before oh, or wow. since. You had a panic attack? I had a panic attack. And I used to make, not fun of, but I used to think like, yeah, you can't joke. control it. Yeah. You have a mm -hmm. panic attack. Mm -hmm. I literally. That stuff is so scary. I sat it? down and all of a sudden I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And I swear, it was the craziest thing. I've never experienced it before since, but I had a panic attack. And I, I just was so overwhelmed with everything. And, and one of the guys came over to me. He goes, Aaron, breathe. Yeah. Just breathe. You're okay. Yeah. And I was like, it took me like two or three minutes yeah. to finally calm down. Yeah. That was nuts. I've it's never. A, it's a trip. Yeah. I've, I don't think I've had one yet. I've had a lot of anxiety, yeah. especially uh, waking from and going to sleep. But man, I've, I've heard enough about panic attacks to know like... That's really scary stuff. It was nuts. It was yeah. nuts. Never want to do it again. <laughs> no. But I would say therapy helped me figure out, you know, who I am, what I want good, to be good. as far as a person in the community. Mm -hmm. um, so I, there's good. a lot of pros and cons. I'd say sure. um, the guy that was a therapist, he honed in on me for a good portion <laughs> of those two years. Yeah. Because the first year I was fighting it. Sure. I thought he wanted to take my faith from me. Well, that's what, yeah, but that's what we're taught about yeah. therapy from a young age. In yeah. the IFB, you're taught like... Therapists and scientists, they are the devil. As, as, uh, uh, right, that's what I thought. Water boys Meanwhile, I'm still talking to Bruce Goddard. <laughs> right, right. I'm still calling <laughs> Bruce Goddard. So if people are like... So let me ask you this then. So as you're... And I know we talked about this previously. I don't know if you want to talk about it today. We'll be brief. But like, what what was the experience like going from this conversation with Bruce to this conversation in therapy? Were there similarities? Were there yeah. parallels? So the first, I would say maybe year, mm -hmm. I really kind of kept in contact with Bruce maybe the whole two years yeah. but the first year I really subscribed to what he was saying sure sure you know maybe just read your Bible more yeah maybe just get through this right and you'll be okay right. on the other end you know so many God will take care yeah. of you yeah, yeah and something happened after about a year where I kind of started to see this cycle with Bruce from my life mm -hmm. what I knew about my brother which we'll share later sure um, and I started to see differences in how he said do you need to reevaluate the faith no this is Bruce Goddard talking. Mm. And he'd say, do you need to reevaluate 
how you view women, sure. And then my therapist would say, no, your faith. Because I wouldn't say I talked to my pastor. Right. No, no, no. I didn't want him to think I was still. <laughs> yeah. But I would bring things up. And he'd say, no, Aaron, your movement belittles women. Right. Right? Yeah. I'd say, so you do need to rethink that. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's a, it's a struggle. It really yeah. is. Because oh, how many God, times dude. do we hear them say, he was made from the yeah. rib of man? Right. Jack Scott would say. Because oh, not to be trampled on you know, by the foot. Yeah. But not to be over the man. So she wasn't picked right. from here or right. here. Equal. So I'm thinking, no, they're equal. Yeah. But, but we think, don't treat them that. No, right? no, no they don't speak. They don't do yeah. anything public. Nope. They're like the last person consulted yeah. on like church events. If they're whatever. consulted. Yeah. And in the home, like, uh, and again, this is, I got to go harken back to Bob Gray the second. Even, even in his message, he called out women in, in our, our homes and said like the, the only way to deal with the problem or whatever is to go to the husband. And I'm not saying pastors should be like, yeah hanging out with the wives and right. just, oh, I'm only going to talk to your wife. Go away, husband. Like, right. But to make her of no effect in the household when in most cases the way you're teaching them is she runs the household all day while right. husband is away working. But problems in the home you shouldn't consult her on. Sorry, man. That's, yeah, bring that's it all up. wrong. Bring that's both all in. wrong. Why not? Yeah. yeah. What's, you know, what's the problem? Same page. Anyway, so in therapy you're learning. So Yeah, so he started to say, no, your faith is tied with how you guys treat women. It's intertwined 100%. Um, so, so there's some patterns starting to change for yeah. sure. Um, what else do I got? I would just say, man, therapy is just a place to be real. I love therapy. Right. People have heard me say it before. You can I just go it. in there and say whatever on your mind. Mm -hmm. No one judges you. Yep. And if they do, they sure don't say it. Yep. And if someone finds out, like, oh, did you hear what so-and-so said? Like, the next week, the whole therapy session's on you. Because <laughs> if, if that gets yeah, around, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, so this isn't a safe place anymore. Right, exactly. So, that ruins the whole point of it. And then when you see that, you're like, all right, cool. I can be who I yeah, am. Yeah. I can figure out what's going on with me, and I can move on with my and life. And that's such a powerful thing. I think it's a very powerful thing for a lot of people. Right. But for us specifically, and we're not special, we're not saying that, but... For those of us that have left the cult or left the IFB, that's a powerful thing because we've never in our lives no. ever been able to be who we really are. Right. And there's so many things. And what's funny is I learned this a lot getting into the dating world. Like there's there's things that maybe I like or think about and I think, oh my God, that's evil or that's whatever. And then I bring it up to a girl. She's like, no, that's not weird. Like this other guy likes this. Thing. Like whatever it is. I'm not right. trying to get weird and dirty. But the point is we've we've buried so many things about ourselves, not in a romantic way at all. Just, just we've buried things about ourselves that that are just that's who we are right. and we feel like we can't talk to anyone you can't even be real with your spouse right exactly and that's your and that's partner. the one person you should be you able know, to be as real as you can with during the engagement process yeah. there's a book that her and i were reading please and, tell me and it was like 50 questions to ask you know your significant other was it dating with a purpose no no no, 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 no. <laughs> no it was like questions to ask before you get married okay oh that was during the engagement process that was the name of the book yeah okay okay so what I specifically struggled with at that time came up in one of those questions. Woo. And I told her. I said, yes, I, I had this problem with this. And yeah. you know, it's been good for a while. Yeah. And then we started to act out. Uh, okay. So yeah. she was aware of, and she never judged me as far as I know. Right. Not to my face. Right, exactly. But anyways, that's all that to say is you couldn't really dive into the struggle. Because if you did, nope. you're going to lose that relationship. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So it's just... It's not cool. No, it's not. And, and again, what, what we're saying about therapy is it's for anyone who hasn't experienced it that comes from a background like we do, like, man, just give it a shot. It's so liberating. And I'll say this, the first session or two, I'm not trying to go Dave Douglas on you, but the first session or two may not be because you're going to have some reservations. It's just going to happen. Yeah. But the more you learn to open up and just realize you can say 
within oh, it took reason. Me a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Took me a year. But once you get there and you realize this is someone that you can say, not only can you say your deepest, darkest, or your whatever to, and they're gonna just take it in because that's a huge thing in and of itself. Right. They're also gonna give you constructive feedback, mm -hmm. and not everything from my therapist has been like, oh, that's fine, everything's fine. Like, no, she'll tell me like, hey, that you need to work on that, or that's a problem. And it's not just that; it's here's how. Because what we're used to hearing, and we do get some here's how in the IFP, but for the most part, it's railing on our sins and all our things that we do wrong. And it's not like, it's not really constructive. The majority of it is like, you're wicked because of this. Right. Okay, well, what do I do to not do that? Or what do I do, you know, whatever. And you don't get an answer. It's just, you're wicked because of this. Bye. Put well, money in the plate. <laughs> he, he pinpointed me a couple of times throughout nice. those two years <laughs> where he knew. So when I first walked in, they say, kind of, you know, who you are, yeah. you know, tell us why you're here, yeah. you know, tell us a little about you, we want to get to know you. Yeah. And I said, I am a Christian, you know, and I said, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said something along the lines like, um, you know, I'm this kind of Christian Baptist or whatever, right. and, and made it sound like there's something levels. special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then my therapist just <laughs> said, was this the very first session? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, well, Thank God Jesus is here in the flesh. And I was like, that's not what I was trying what to jerk. say. I was just saying, you know, there's different levels. And he's like, really? Do you not even hear yourself right yeah. now? Yeah. Because you don't hear that when you, again, yeah. from the, because you're coming from the inside looking out. When you say those kinds of things, you don't hear them. You hear the rhetoric that's been going into your head since yeah. you were a child. And when someone from the outside hears it, they're like, what a jerk. Like, so Joe, you're a, a Methodist, right? Do you believe in God and Jesus? Yep. Hey, Steve, you're, uh, uh, you know, he just started going through all of them. Yeah. He's like, do you believe in God? Yeah. yeah. So you're like, not anything special is what he's trying to tell yeah. you. He's yeah. He's like, you're just like everybody. Right. Right. Yeah, there's nothing unique about you or mm -hmm. Baptist. But you think about how many times you've heard sermon illustrations yeah. and, uh, people stand up and give testimonies like, man, I was at Stater Brothers and someone came up to me and said, you're different. What's different about you? Yeah. Well, you're different because you dress weird, yeah. number one. Number two, you probably talk a little weird. Right. And you probably tried to stuff a track down a couple people's mouths <laughs> on your way into the store. Yeah. That's why they came up to you. They. It's so funny to me to see the other side of it where, like, right. from before, I'd be like, man, praise the Lord. Like, we're having a testimony for the Lord. And now I look yeah. at him like, no, you're just being a weirdo. And it could just be your personality. Yeah, it could be that, too. When I was managing in Escondido, mm -hmm. a couple of my guys would just say, man, you're... You know, you're pretty positive most of the time. You're pretty happy. Right. You can still get that without... That has nothing to do with my faith. Right. 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 Um, you know, yeah, you can still get that reaction. What, what I'm getting from what you're saying is you can still get that reaction from people without going to church every Sunday. Yeah. yeah and reading your Bible every They're day. They're like, there's yes. something... I'm like, well, I, I try to be happy every yeah. day. It's just a That's good it. way to live life. Mm -hmm. So continuing our conversation on therapy, there were a few more things we wanted to hit on. I right. didn't want to miss anything. So would there were there any was there anything that your therapist brought up in your group therapy as far as uh, anything you would feel foundational that helped you that you think could help other people was there anything that he asked you or kind of tried to suss out with you yeah. what what specifically do you recall from that well so I still got my I used to journal a lot so yeah. I still have my journal nice. that I have one that's for like four years you know before mm -hmm. I got out mm -hmm. and then there's one journal that's like six months before yeah. I got into therapy and we broke up. Yep. And then a good year and a half afterwards. Whoa. So it so that's shows a difference, huh? Yes. Yeah. It shows a beautiful transition. Yeah, great. Um, but when I got into therapy, man, the things that really resonated with me was the questions he asked. Okay. Me, right. So I got them written down. So 
he would ask, do you struggle with identity, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm a preacher. What does that mean? Right. Yeah, yeah when you get to the root of it, you do struggle with that. You yeah. think on the surface, no, like, I'm a, I'm a believer in Christ. Right. I'm a preacher. I've been doing this my whole life. I don't. But and he's like, are you, I mean, are you a copycat? Do you feel like you're kind mm. of like this other person? <laughs> yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. I even coughed like Jack Hyde sometimes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then he's like, do you feel like you're empty being here and not there? So being in therapy, I couldn't go to church. Being... Okay, okay, I could yeah, not yeah. go to church. Mm-hmm. So, so do you feel empty being here, not there? Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I do, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not listening to the man of God. Right. And he said, if you stopped going to that church, would you feel like you lost everything? And that's kind of what it felt like for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. One you, day I had. You do feel like you lost yeah. everything? Absolutely. And I think that addresses some of the uh, victims of survivors. Absolutely. Is why don't you come out, or yeah. why did you wait? Like we said earlier, there's no method of madness, no. but geez, it, it's it's a difficult topic to address. But I compare it to uh, uh, compare it to one story where an abusive wife with mm-hmm. her husband. Mm-hmm. Why does she go home every night? Why doesn't she just leave? For whatever reason, there's some security there, right? There's some love. Well, it's again, that's that's a surface level question, and yes. I'm not gonna pretend to know everything, no. but yeah. like huge from question. from what I've worked worked with with people and seen happen. Uh, in my family as far as what's happened to my mother with her abuser like it's not something where you can just say and I like the, the question being posed like, well why do you keep going home or why now like there's so many more facets there's yeah. so many dynamics it's yeah. not just a this person beats me so I live with them like no 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 it's way deeper than yeah. that and in many cases it's the fear of the unknown there are this is not meant to scare anyone but there are multiple instances of a woman telling a man, hey, I'm leaving you, or just straight up leaving and not telling him, and then later on, she's found dead because he escalated his abuse. So there is that. Or if you have that inside IFB, mm-hmm. losing the IFB church is like losing a family member. It's it's Well, it's almost like losing your whole family. Because mm-hmm. in many instances, I've been over this before, so I'll be brief, but you can lose your job, you will lose yeah. most of your friends, right. and family and friends that you have previously alienated right. because you're in the IFB, now what do you do? Do you reach out to them and say, hey, will you take me back? Do they even want you back? Because right. you were probably pretty mean to them during your time in the IFB. I don't know, I was. I was they mean to my neighbors. They want you to ruin their kids. Right, right, exactly. So, so yeah, so again, that's a whole There's other... a lot of pieces to play. But sure. I mean, for me, I did feel empty being yeah. there, right? Of course. There was a whole transition um, of just talking about real struggles. Yeah. But I will tell you this, my therapist was really good at pinpointing things. I mean... He was one of the best in Chicagoland. Mm-hmm. That's what he told me, so I believe him. <laughs> but uh, he was good. And, yeah. And he would say stuff like, you know, Aaron, you don't have to look back 2,000 years to find a savior. Yeah. Just look right here in this room. Yeah. I like that. At any moment, you could call one of these guys, and they can save you yep. in that moment. Mm-hmm. He said, sure. I'm not talking about your soul. Right. I'm talking about you. Your really literal, right physical now. life. Yeah. So it was like maybe, like I told you, it was that year I started to really dive in. Yeah. Right before that year mark. Um, I was kept trying to play tough because uh-huh. I was a bunch of tough other guys. Right. So I didn't want to like be. You didn't want to break down. I was still know, being a copycat. Right. I was just copying yeah. these guys now. <laughs> so I was a chameleon. You're still not being yourself. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. So he caught that. Yeah. My therapist caught that. He said, "You know, you made some good strides, some improvement, but you haven't changed so lately." Yeah. He said, "You're still a copying cat. You're just acclimating to the atmosphere that you're in." And what he caught it was, "You're being Paul. You're all things to all men." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And he said, can we just get to know the real Aaron? Oh. He's like, I would love that. But you didn't even know the real real Aaron. Yeah. No. I didn't. Not at that time. And so, like, what does that even mean? 
So right. that's a process. That's not a one question. Oh, that's a transformation. So he said, can we just get to know the real you? Like, is that okay? But he asked that question after one of the guys made a joke in the group. And um, it had been like a year just of hell. Like, I just yeah. it was a battle. And the joke was funny. I don't remember what it was, but mm-hmm. I was laughing. Like, cr- when I laugh, yeah. I cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> and I can't, I can't stop. Right. <laughs> and, and I didn't realize I was the only one laughing, and all the guys are done. They're all looking and they're at all you. watching at me. <laughs> and then I start crying. Not laughing. Now I'm like crying. crying like, yeah. oh my God, this felt good. Yeah. I haven't laughed like this in a long yeah. time. And they you said, why not? You know, yeah. and that's what talks about guilt and shame. Right, right. The difference between, you know, I am so something big, bad so powerful. or I did something bad. And which is which? So you said one of them is I did something bad. One of them is I am something bad. Right, right. Just I, because I know our listeners, this will help them immensely. Right. Which is which? Guilt so, and shame. So, I mean, shame is I am something bad. Yeah. Like, I currently am. And there's, like, there's not really a fix for it. It's just I'm bad. Right. Yeah. You did something bad, big, small, who cares? Right. You are something bad. Right. But guilt is, hey, you know, I did something bad. But I'm not doing that anymore. I'm right. not that same person. Right. And so that's the transition, really, my yeah. whole scope of therapy. Mm-hmm. But when I laughed, that's when he realized yeah. you're still copying. <laughs> you're still trying to morph. Yeah. You're still being a chameleon. Yep. Okay, just be you. Be, we love to know the real air. You. Yeah. That'd be great. Wow. And I was like, that's powerful, dude. Bro. Yeah. That's so powerful. He had a, he had a th- uh, client where he had um, one person and she had, she was violated in her family mm-hmm. and she would wear her hair down this way. Yeah. Wouldn't talk. He said for months she wouldn't say anything in therapy. Wow. And finally, he said, you know, pull back your hair and see the beauty in the world. Yeah. But let the world see the beauty in you. Oh, right. that's awesome. So man. he's I like, it's that. both ways. It's yeah. not just a beautiful world for you yeah. to see. It's not a mirror. They want to see you. Yeah. So he was good at that. I'll give him that. That's awesome. So, so therapy was really helpful for you. Yeah, super I'm glad. Helpful. I'm so glad. And I'm, yeah. I'm I'm thrilled that you've come through what you came through, in a way that because and again this isn't I'm not trying to be too dramatic here but there are so many people who have been through either something similar or who have been through just a catastrophic event in their life whether it was whether they did the thing that caused the issue or someone else said it to them where they can there's no coming back and it's not necessarily always. A, a, a end of a end all a suicide or something like that like often it's just now the rest of your life you feel like you're defined by this storm that you weather right. and you can choose to do that in a positive way we're like man I beat that thing like I'm good right. I can take whatever's next yeah. and what's great to me in, in my opinion and what I've come through myself is once you beat that that storm that big one the next one even though it may be bigger you've already beat something that's somewhat comparable to that. So the next one, the next one, right. and that's life, though, man. <laughs> like, like yeah. life is one thing after another. And just, I hit up my dad. I don't remember when it was. Not long after Chloe was you hit born. Your dad? Bam. Uh, no, I hit him up. <laughs> I hit him up because it was just things were crazy. I think right. I had lost my job or something. Like it was getting wild, and I t- I called him. I was like, man, what? When does this life thing? Like you're further along than me. Like when does it kind of? He's like, does it? When does it, it what? Click. Does it level out? He's like, yeah. it doesn't happen. <laughs> like. You just keep going, man. It just keeps going like that. Yeah. So I'm all that to say, I'm just I'm grateful that you've come as far as you've come, that your metamorphosis, as I like to call it, has occurred in a way where you were able to make it a positive thing yeah. as opposed to a negative thing, which is what happens for a lot of people, yeah. unfortunately. People's people's past are not near as important as their future. Boom. And so you've got That's money. Yes. You know, my therapist would yes. say stuff like you've got to get some altitude to your situation. Yeah. And yeah. put a little bit of grit and work in, but yep. 
you've got to be able to there's an animal man I don't remember what it was mm. but there's an animal that flies a little bit and then it sees how far he needs to go oh, and it okay. comes down and the turkey probably <laughs> I think that's a good allegory where you can you you just need to get to the level where you can see the next thing right. and honestly there's times in our lives when you cannot see the next thing and that's thing. why you need that group that community, exactly. that community to yeah. help you see absolutely how you know you may have a bad day but geez your bad day now is a yeah. lot better yeah. than this bad day yeah, yeah absolutely so, yeah so what else that's basically that's it. it. So yeah. I do want to address the timelines. Yeah, timelines matter, and yep. not the timeline of events that we've seen the last year. Okay. Yeah, no, the bigger timeline. Yes. That we're saying. Yes. Because uh -huh. for me, when Bruce said to me, "I knew you guys weren't going to work out," I'm thinking, "Dude, why would you say that?" Like I. And I think it interrupted you around when was this? This was that was right after like, we broke right up. Right when it happened. Three or four weeks later. Right. Okay. Yeah. And mm. in that moment, when you were back here. Uh, in the car with him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And in that moment, man, obviously, I'm not proud of it, but you, thinking about my life is over, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna end it. Mm -hmm. It's done. That's not something you say to that kind of person. Oh no 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 no. So of course he didn't so know that, that just, was. But that makes it even worse. Not that you should tell him never yeah. ever ever. But like for it to just be cycling in your head, dude, that's yeah. so dangerous. Yeah. And. You know, he, he doesn't know how to counsel well, if at all. I know. I've, I've been in counseling. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> but, so That's anyway, so the timeline of negative patterns. Yeah. So you jump back to 2005, yep. right? With permission, my brother Randy. Mm -hmm. um, we were at a party. All of us were at a party at his house for mm -hmm. his oldest daughter. Yep. And um, Bruce saw some, you know, flirtation. Some interaction. And he between was teenagers, pissed. Bruce was pissed. He gets Randy, so and we're not talking about someone making out. No, we're not talking about talking. Someone, yeah, just talking. No maybe, physical maybe interaction. Maybe getting a plate of food for him. Right, but no <laughs> physical. But what, I just want to define yeah. that. There's no, no like touch. There's no petting. There's yeah. no nothing. It's just, just talking. By the way, sorry. Side note, petting. Since you left, right. have you ever heard physical interaction between? People that are interested in each other romantically referred to as petting ever? No. Ever? No. What? Was pet. <laughs> yeah, I have a pet. Exactly. When I'm watching him, but I call I, that petting. petting. Yeah, but you think about it, like that just clicked with me. Like yeah. I've never heard that since. Oh, I know. That's the dumbest thing. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry. That is so winning. So, yeah. My therapist so losing. Like, hold on, hold on. So you so winning and you win. Grab people's souls. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough and one to explain. <laughs> That's what we'll title this one: Petting and Soul Winning. Petting and soul winning. <sighs> so, Aaron landing on Petting and Soul Winning. Dude, my personal don't miss this episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's terrific. That's autobiography. That's how you write my tombstone. <laughs> yeah, do it. Master Petter and Soul Winner. Okay, so um, two thousand uh, four or five. Yeah. Right. So that party happens a couple weeks later. We're at his house, yep. Randy and I, and we're. Doing some work as he often would have, yeah, you know, teenagers over to yeah. do build a fence or whatever. And he paid you guys. And he paid us, yeah. And so I wanted you to say he didn't. <laughs> he paid us. And he was good with that. Good, good. That was good. Well, I mean, the church gave him plenty of money, so. Yes. Oh yes. He did. <sighs> so uh, that's probably building fund money he paid you guys with. <laughs> that's another podcast. It really is. That's somebody else's story. That yeah. Really should come yeah. Out. No, and I'm not trying to delve into that. I'm just saying, no, as, but they, as a joke, it made sense. Yes. It's horrible, but yeah. it happens. Yep. It, it has happened. It wouldn't surprise me. So he takes us home. Yeah. Right. And he, so he's taking you and your brother Randy's home from the party. Randy's in the front seat. I'm in the back. Randy uh, talked to another person. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so 
So the party happened. They were flirting. A couple weeks later, we're at his house, and we're doing some work. And he says, Aaron, would you give me and Randy a couple minutes? Right? Sure. No, no big deal. Cool. So I'm in the house waiting to see, dude, what did Preacher talk what to the, you about? What wisdom did yeah. the man of God impart Tell to me, you? bro. Yeah. And he just comes in just like he got his face ripped off. What? Just like halfway scared, halfway like. Like saw a ghost. What just happened? What? Years later, we find yeah. out that he, Bruce Goddard, made mm-hmm. reference to that party mm-hmm. and said, I saw you talking with her, my, my daughter, my mm-hmm. oldest daughter, and I wanted to punch you. I wanted to beat you up. Like, this is not okay. That's his exact words. I wanted to punch you. So he said, Randy um, said, you know, it, it just shook him as anybody. Yeah. This is your pastor. This is your preacher. And he's supposed to be your guy. And here's he's threatening you. I understand the thought process there of like, because I've, like, I've always said, and I always will, and it's not going to happen, but right. Chloe's not going to date until she's 35. Like, right. it's my jo- running joke. But the truth is, I'm going to be very protective. Like, there's a kid in kindergarten that she's talking about, like, that she likes. Cut it know? off, dude. <laughs> See? Cut it so, off. So that, I I want people to understand that we're not just trying to come at him and say, like, you can't be a protective father. Right. No, no, no. no. There's a way That's to do fine. It. There's a way to do it. But also, you have to bring into context who Bruce Goddard is to, to you, to your brother, at this point in your life. He's not just some guy who has a daughter. And even just some guy who has a daughter, that's a little out of line for him to say that, but it's not that bad, I don't think. That's my opinion. But your pastor, your mentor, the man who, who you work tirelessly for, the man who you go so winning for, the man who you eschew evil for, the man who you put aside all these world like, oh, you have sacrificed so many things for this man, and he's on a huge pedestal, right. and then because you had a conversation, flirtatiously, whatever, with his daughter, he comes to you and says, I felt like I wanted to punch you. Like, man, you gotta get your, together. Like, you, you gotta figure it out. You can't be telling, yeah. you can't be talking to teenagers like that. You just can't. As a as a male or even a female in an authority position in a in the highest position at that church, you cannot go to a teenager. You can't say something no. like that. And I know some people will say I'm blowing this out of proportion. I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to bring the perspective of okay. this isn't just a dad saying to a, a a teenager that he thinks shows interest in his daughter. Hey, back off. That's not what this is. There's a way bigger picture in the church. If that was my son, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Don't talk to my son that way. I gave money to your church. I probably yeah. financed your car. I did all this stuff for you yeah. to make your life better. There's a problem. Come deal with me. Yeah. And yeah, I was let everybody know. Exactly. Like I'm like this dude is trash. Yeah, man. Don't listen to him. No way. Can you imagine him? You know, for the people that are still in there mm-hmm. and have still watched this long. Yeah. <laughs> there's knows? a few. There's a few. Yeah. Um, but yeah, can you just imagine your son being told that? It just blows my mind. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, so you fast forward. Yes. That's one negative experience, right? Right, right. So we're looking for a pattern. You fast forward to 2011. Okay. Um, or sorry, 2008. 2008. And there was a pastor building a church up north a couple mm-hmm. cities away. Yeah. Where just Bruce and I are in the car together. Mm-hmm. And he makes reference to this pastor. I've never seen a fat pastor build a church. What? That's exactly what he said. And I what? was like, I'm still in IFB. Right. I'm looking to date his daughter at that right, time. Right, right. And I'm thinking so you're gonna let that one slide, but you're not gonna forget it. No, I never forgot it. that. Isn't, and that's just—it just blew my mind. And I thought, I wonder if he talks about my weight like that. Probably, but again, that's that's the thing is you gotta. I like to bring the perspective of this isn't just one person interacting with another. Right. This is a person in leadership, a person you look up to, a person right. that you're. By the way, you're not most people, and you, me as well. Like you're not gonna say anything counter to what they said. 
you're not going to speak against the man of God. How many times have you heard that yeah. you don't speak against the man I of mean, God? I mean, technically, I wanted to be on staff, so he was going to be my boss. All right, exactly. So I'm not going to so let him know about the back tag my future boss. <laughs> right, exactly. But see, uh, that's, again, you're looking at a power dynamic, and when the person who has the greater power right. feels like they can wield it in a way where they can say things willy-nilly, helter-skelter, without any consequence, that's when you get things like marriage moment emails, yeah. and that's when you get things like this blog that goes off half-cocked every time. Yeah. Like, you you got to check right. that. There's yeah. something wrong. So that that's a negative, obviously, yeah. situation. And I don't know how to respond. And we let it go. Yeah, of course. And then, of course, what, you what happened then? with me when yeah. I'm in the uh -huh. car with him, mm -hmm. and the negative thing he said, I knew you'd never work out, while I'm contemplating just my life is over, I'm yeah. done. Right. Um, that's kicking then, you while you're down. I was a sermon illustration a couple of right. weeks later. <laughs> That I didn't know yep. years later. And you will be in a couple more weeks. And then my last, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm probably every year. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully I am too. Yeah, hopefully. It's <laughs> good memory. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, uh, and then my last conversation with Bruce. Yeah. 2016, right? Mm -hmm. um, up until this point, we still talked. Right, like, right. Even, even though everything, months, everything happened, transpired, we still, still talked. And had I seen terms. him up until 2016, I would have given up the cut. Sure, uh, sure. This was still my guy doing some good work. Yeah. But I made a GoFundMe account for a friend mm -hmm. um, who was in the hospital. Yeah. And Bruce called me and said... Was that friend a member of the church? It's a member of the church. Okay. And Bruce called me and just let me have it. What? The Why? church will take care of this family. So, okay. Any donations, we'll handle it. And I was like, dude, there's so many people that won't go to your church to give money. But no. they love this guy. Yeah. And they love his family. And they're going to see a webpage. So, and it's a lot easier to click a donate button. I was like, "What's the problem?" And then, and that was it. and then, I'm sorry. I just have to say it. I know I ref I'm not. I don't want you to share any information. I'm just saying because I know you're privy to a lot, lot of right. lot of juicy stuff. There's no, the way that I've heard former and current members talk about the way money is handled there. Not yourself. Nothing right. that you've said, but people that I lived with when I first moved here to California. The way the building fund was handled. The way money was taken in and not really redistributed the way it was told it was going to be I wouldn't if I was them I wouldn't put money in the plate for no. that person I'd go straight to that you person know. or because yeah. it's going to be kind of a pain in the butt to go straight to them right. I probably wouldn't give it all right. so what you did was circumvented that whole mess and said look I, I'm not taking anything clearly it's a GoFundMe put money here for this person who needs it as opposed to hey we know our business business practices haven't been on point but if you just put cash just hand us cash, we'll probably get it to the person who needs it. Yeah. I'm not giving you any money. No. 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 So what you did was right. And then the person who was saying, like, hey, I'll why take your money out of Bruce's pocket. Thank you. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> but that's what that's that's my opinion. Absolutely. Um that's what it was. But yeah, and yeah. then the negative email, man. The one you just made reference to uh, about marriage moments, man. The marriage emails, moments. The emails are that was from 2016 and yeah. 2018. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, I, I haven't posted those in a while, but I'm just telling you, like, you know, the stuff that he said. And then I know in the more recent one, he messed. He, if I, and I could be getting this wrong, so correct me if you know otherwise, or someone correct me in the comments if you know. As far as I know, I believe that one of the more recent, I don't know if it went out as an email, but I think it went up on his blog. He, Bruce, wanted to say uh, he wanted to talk bad about First Baptist Church Hammond, which there's a lot to talk bad about. Like, don't get me started, but like. Take care of your own hen house or whatever. That's not the right phrase. Like, take Bible care says of. Get the moat. Right, 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 right. Whatever a moat is, I don't know. <laughs> it's a two by four. But get it yes. out. Yeah. No, no, no. So the moat, sorry. The moat is like a, uh, my dad is just, my dad like a big stick. No, the moat is oh. the beam oh. is, is what he, you have in your eye. 
and you're trying to get a moat. My dad actually used me as a sermon illustration for this one. Had me pretend like I had, because yeah. the, the moat is like like a toothpick size thing. Right. So he had me hold oh, yeah, it. You got this big thing. My dad had a two by four. He just beat me with it. Not beat me, but like, wham, wham, beat me with a right. two by four. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. Like, man, just, you look like a fool. Right. Like, handle stuff on the home front. That's not, yeah. not, not what I say about him. Like, handle stuff on the home front. Do that first. And then if you want to criticize another church, man, go for it. But like, you got glaring issues here right now yeah. that have been glaring for months, let's say years at least, and months at least, definitely years. And you want to go call out. And then on top of that, if I remember this right, he called out First Baptist, and then that blog was deleted, but all then later on reposted, and he called out, I think, Moody or some other churches. Part, yeah. Right. What, am I correct or am I incorrect? Yeah. yeah he like, still called out churches. <laughs> he, just said, he just said since it wasn't... Well, he got, First Baptist, yeah, now it's okay. Yeah, I'm okay, because you know why? Because I'm sure you got a ton of backlash yeah. from that. I mean, I saw on Facebook. Well, yeah, obviously, he's not in good graces with them anymore. You know, <laughs> no, it's been a while. There are several things he did that people don't yeah. know. Um, but he's not allowed on campus, to say the least. Really? That I didn't know. <laughs> good to know. But, um, oh, I was going to say, yeah, so yeah. two challenges I'm yes. going to leave people with. Please. Whoever watched this long, By number one, um, I remember in high school, there was a every... June, July, fiscal year or whatever. Yes. They had a pamphlet of all the bills, of all the expenses. So Bruce would put that out to church members. Yeah, and you okay. can take one every yeah. year. Well, I remember most churches I went to I had that. that stuff like 10 years ago. No way. So I was like, so if so I'm... So the accountability is out the if window. If I'm a member there, I want to see where the bills are going. Yeah. When's the last time you as a member saw what payroll? Was paid, yeah. Saw every penny. Because when I was there, my last full year was 2004. I left, obviously, mm -hmm. halfway through 05 mm -hmm. for college. Yeah. But from 2000 to 2004 or 05, every year, there was a... And then Here's the statements for the last year. And some people may feel like that might be... Some people, maybe from the outside looking in, like, dude, why? Like, who cares? Number one, things have not been handled well, and that's no. obvious to many members. Yeah. But number two, you also have to look at the church as this isn't your standard financial institution. You're... You pay for services most places. Church, you're not necessarily paying for a right. service. Like, yes, technically Sunday morning service. Right. But, I mean, he's not putting brakes on your car. He's not putting food in your stomach. Like, that's not how this is. This isn't an exchange of goods. This is you're just straight up giving, number one. Number two, he has tax-exempt status. Right. You got when you When you're on that level, and that, that's technically now considered a, um, an NPO, a nonprofit organization, you got to show where the money's going. Right. Because otherwise, where's the accountability? Like, how do I actually know that this is a non-profit So when's the last one you got as a member? Right. Yeah. It's a good challenge. <laughs> and, then, and then call, I would say this, five people you're close with, yeah. right? Five people you're close mm -hmm. with who aren't there anymore. Yeah. Just give them a call and just see how they're, they're doing. Yeah. Maybe they left on good terms. Yeah. Maybe they moved out. And it doesn't... I guarantee you most of them didn't. Right. They left because they got hurt. There you go. Guarantee yeah. you. And even if you're not calling for the reason of like, hey, why did you leave or whatever, it doesn't hurt to just reconnect. Ask, how are you? Yeah, just reconnect with people. That's Sheesh. one. There's a member who I've had lunch with this year so yeah. far, um, maybe three times. Nice, two, two times. Nice. And we're so, only in April. Yeah, and yeah. and he's really cool. We have good conversations. A lot of it is centered around current events. Sure. Um, you know, but there's a couple friends who I see somewhat. You know, maybe once a year we mm -hmm. do something. It comes up, cool. If not, who cares? Yeah, but we're there because of the relationship. Right. So, and it's always to me a beautiful thing when, and I have very few friends. I actually just talked to a guy I grew up with. Well, it was a one-sided conversation. Um, I talked to him, I think three weeks ago, because he reached out and said, hey, I've seen, and this guy growing up, honestly, 
because I, I don't want to talk bad about someone, but like I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna say it now because this guy was one of my best friends growing up, and my best best friend is Josh Bennett, and that's not what I'm talking about at all. Just want to clarify that. But hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. I love Josh. Josh loves me. But um, this this other person hit me up and said, Hey, I've, you know, I'm not on social media, but I've seen your podcast, and um, you know, I've seen some of the disparaging remarks, and I'm still IFB. And he wasn't coming at me. He was just like, I'm curious why your um, your hatred for these things or your disdain, your distaste hasn't extended to me. And I told him point blank, I said, and I, I texted him a short message and said, hey man, call me, let's talk. And it's not like, you know, cause I'm not, I'm not trying to pull punches, bro, just call me. And so I asked him that, but I, in a short message and then I sent some very long ones a few days later when he didn't message back and he still hasn't. But I told him, I said, I like to think, and it's a small group, but I like to think that there's a small group of people that I'm friends with and our friendship transcends a lot of things, mm -hmm. religion being one of them. Because there are a few people that I am dear friends with that are still heavily involved, and I don't want to make it sound like it's a drug cartel, but like right. they're very involved in that movement. But man, we can sit and talk. I went and saw one of them for Thanksgiving. I stayed at their house. I did Thanksgiving with their parents. Um, his dad is a, a huge leader in the movement. and But we just sat and talked. Nice. The first time I was there, we were up till like 2 o'clock his time, uh, uh, Michigan time, so for me it was midnight, but yeah. for him it was two. Um, but like we, you know, there, the beauty of it is there are your friendship can transcend which is really all nice. these other things. It's nice, but it's super rare. It is rare. Yeah. So that's so, just, but that's good. I'm glad to hear that for you as well. Like that, yeah. there are people that you absolutely can yeah. still have you because here's the thing: you can talk about current events and all that stuff with them, but there are some people <clears> who are just as content to talk about good times, to talk about how your kids doing in school, to talk about you know sports or whatever like there's a myriad of other subjects if you want to retain that friendship and you're on the inside or the outside I just want to say this I don't think I've ever said this before on here those friendships I wouldn't even say saved you can retain them you can still be friends with those people and it's not to say that that the issues we're talking about aren't about aren't really issues or that they don't need talked about they do but not with that person right. and it's okay to skip that conversation right. to, to keep that friendship yeah I definitely see obviously the friend I meet up with there's a gap yeah, and if there's a if the gap gets too big and the, you know you can sever the relationship, yeah. no big deal. Yeah, but I'll just tell you, if you did reach out to a couple people, and just see how they yeah. are, more often than not, as you talk, you can figure out there's a couple things that happen. Yeah, and these patterns that happen with other people of negativity mm -hmm. from Bruce or Tammy, they're gonna oh, happen repeated over. They're and gonna over happen again. to other yeah. people, yeah. right? So, sure. I would just say have a wall so you mm -hmm. don't get too hurt. Just be too too blessed to be stressed. Yeah, just too blessed to be stressed. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> probably the only hashtag she ever did. Yeah, yeah well, someone talked to for it. <laughs> I guarantee you. I, and I have no bones with Tammy. I sure. liked her. But, man, when I saw that hashtag and I thought, jeez, yeah. these girls just are going through hell. Their whole story yeah. is public now. Yeah. And you're over here singing, in my father's house, everything's all right. Right. And so doesn't, right. Just stuff, to, but that's that's been the mo for this guy and, and his family. I'm assuming. Doesn't bother us. Been, We're okay. I still got my paycheck. My, my head is in the sand. Yeah. Like that has been to me. That has been the the mind boggling thing of this. Many things have been mind boggling, but to me that tops the list. If your your daughter, or if you're watching and yeah. you have a daughter, this happens to your daughter, and you see your pastor's wife do that. I'm out. Man. I'm, I'm out. floored. Yeah. Like I'm I am out. floored. So I'm just put yourself it. in the shoes of that family. Yeah. Man. You know what? It's hard to it's hard to leave a place like that. 
Yeah. Is. No, I understand that. Uh, some people will be in there for the long haul, and God, yeah. God bless them. Yeah. I don't say that that much, but God bless you. <laughs> I do, but I only say it sarcastically. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you never feel that negative pattern. Yeah, and and that's not to say that there aren't people in there that have never been affected or, or just haven't seen the negative effects from this person, this family. Right. We're not saying that, like, if you're there, you felt it, but at this point, as the congregation dwindles, as you're saying, people are leaving, a lot of them, as the congregation dwindles, as there's fewer people to squeeze for money, as there's you know less resources for him to pull on, as there's fewer people to drive buses and help with teen activities, there's going to be a lot more yeah. stress. Do you ever hear the uh, story of, in somewhere in some sermon, people getting used to the nail? I know we kind of talked about no, it before. No, yeah. Re re relay so, that message because that was a good so one. So a yeah. story goes, you know, why do people go back to abusive relationship? Right. Or, you know, why are you still in IFB church from us looking out? Right. You know, whatever you do is your business. But I'll tell you that one of the stories I did hear that I retained was there was a dog and he has a spot. You know, if you have an animal, I, yeah, I have, they have their spot. Yeah, they have their spot. They like to sit, lay down, just like you have your chair, like this. My my couch over here. There's a so corner there where this, I always sit. This yeah. owner has a dog who has his spot, but there's a nail near mm -hmm. there. And so when the dog moves and wiggles, yeah. he gets pricked a little bit. Right. The owner hears him, you know, whimpering and right. crying, but the dog is still there. The dog's still getting pricked because that's a spot. Right. Only until that nail really pricks him hard does he get up and move. Yeah. And that's the point of this episode, for mm -hmm. me at least. And I would say it's similar to, and we've heard the illustration a gazillion times, but what is it? Um, it's a frog boiling in water or something like that, or a lobster. Like, yeah. they don't lukewarm. realize that, yeah, it starts out lukewarm and you feel fine, or you, yeah. it doesn't feel as good, but, you know, the thought of getting out or leaving is like, man, this is my spot. They're yeah. like, I'm, I'm comfortable here. Right. And we, under, we both understand that put fully. from cold to hot. Right. Yeah, immediately. Right. So, again, I, I love that illustration. That's great. Now now we're on. Now we're doing sermon illustrations. <laughs> it's I, now, uh, you know, there's so many illustrations that oh, I dude, still got. They're cast away. Some yeah, are pertinent. Yeah. Some are not. <laughs> a lot are not, probably. Lot are not. Yeah. That's um, a good one. Well, I got to thank you guys for sticking around for this long, for this episode. Very thankful to you, Aaron, honestly, for many reasons this episode wouldn't be happening without you we're out of storage on the original device yes. so we're using your phone um and uh, you even brought us chick-fil-a today so thank you for that i'm grateful as you weren't supposed to say that um and <laughs> also we have the uh, uh deadpool with bob ross transition here uh, i have to thank um who do i have to thank uh kiana robinson and josh owens and manny walker i did not buy any of these these were all given to me so thank you guys thank you aaron for being on this episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast. Can't wait for it to air. We hope you're helped by it. Um, we, we don't, so much of this is all opinion based, but we are going off of our own experiences right. that we've had. So yes, there's a lot of opinion here, but also there's a lot of facts that have happened in our personal lives, and we're just relaying that information to you. If you don't like it, we get it, that's fine. Leave a comment, don't leave a comment. If you did like it, if it did help you, feel free to shoot us a message. If you have your own story you wanna share, we wanna hear it. If you need, um, I wouldn't say guidance because I'm not trying to put us on a pedestal, but if there's something where you're like, man, I want to share it, if you but, want another human to relate to, yeah, yeah, we're we'll here. That human. If there's a but in between you, no pun intended, and sharing your story, let us help you overcome that. Let us help you get to that point where you're like, okay, I feel comfortable. I want to share it. And again, we're not here for a bunch of slander, a bunch of uh, just negativity. We're here to relay our story because. I've seen time and time again, it's not about me and it's not its not me, it's the people's stories that they're allowing me to tell here on Not Your Mother's Podcast that have helped so many people. So if you have a story to tell or if you have something you want to add to this conversation, drop us a comment, we'd love to hear it. Thanks so much. Thank you again, Aaron.
My man. Yeah. Let me we hope you guys love you back. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah.